God loved Onesimus so much that he led him to Paul and Paul led him to the Lord and then he was able to send him back to his master and he said, Master, forgive your slave. And if he owes you anything, put it to my charge. Wow. It's like Christ. It's incredible. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Well, today's lesson continues our series, Considering the Redemptive Power of God's Love. As Roll explores the spiritual journey of a man named Onesimus, you'll see that as a believer, you can be confident of the Lord's faithfulness in your trials. He's with you in every difficult circumstance to guide you in the way you should go and give you an abundance of grace. Let's listen as Royal Reese begins part two of the lesson, The Character of Christian Love. Join us in Philemon chapter one. He says in the introduction, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ and Timothy, our brother. I love this. Because here you notice that Paul is a prisoner, not of Rome, but of who? Of Jesus Christ. Christ is the one that governs his life. And Christ should be the one that governs our lives. Paul automatically said in other letters, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. Here he says, Paul, a bond servant. Here, a prisoner. A prisoner in jail. Not in chains because of Rome, but because I am a prisoner of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amazing. And yet he says, Timothy, our brother is with me. Timothy, that young minister, here he is, he's like a son to him, in Rome with him, comforting Paul. He was there in Rome with Paul in time of need. Paul was in prison for the sake and by the sovereign will of God. He was there not because he wanted to be there. It was God's purpose, God's sovereign will for Paul to be in prison. Why? Because Paul in prison every four hours was leading an actual Roman soldier to the Lord. God had him there. And then he says to Philemon, our beloved friend and fellow laborer. Somehow Paul already had met Philemon as he tells us here, Philemon was a, a very wealthy man who lived in Colossae, where the book of Colossians was written, that letter, and was saved through Paul the Apostle. His name Philemon means friendly or loving. Friendly and loving. And here Philemon is going to go through a very hard trial when his slave has stole from him and he's left him and he's fled over to Rome. And then he says... To the beloved Apia, and Apia here is literally, it is to believe that it's Philemon's wife. This is Philemon's wife. Paul mentions her. And also his son, Archippus, our fellow soldier. So here we have Philemon, his wife, his son, fellow soldier. He says, and to the church in your house, which means there were many other believers. He doesn't mention them. 
but they were in the house of Philemon, where Paul was ministering to all these people. And then, of course, here's the standard greeting that Paul gives in all 13 of the letters. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, it is through the grace of God that we find the peace of God. There are so many people today that do not have peace. So many people. People can't sleep at night because their conscience just eats them up. And it's so neat to be able to be a child of God and to think how God has forgiven us for so much, to be able to go home every night and to be able to lay your head on your pillow and to sleep like a baby because you know that you have God in your life and that Jesus has forgiven you for every sin. Then in verse 4, Paul begins with thanksgiving. Here's the character of one who forgives. I thank my God, making mention of you, Philemon, always in my prayers. I love Paul. Paul was a man of prayer. Prayer moves mountains. Prayer is fellowship, communion with God. It's really important that our busy schedule, our busy days, that we make time to sit at the feet of Jesus and pour our hearts out to Him. And at the same time, as I pour my heart out to Him, it's very important not always to be talking, but it's important to listen. To listen when you're in prayer. God wants to speak back to you. He wants to communicate to you. Because He loves you and He cares about you. And yet this is so beautiful because here Paul as he's writing while in prison in Rome and chained by the soldier next to him every four hours. Paul says, you know what? I'm here, but I'm praying for you. Paul was a man of prayer. We must become men and women of prayer. No matter what our situation may be, we need to pray and pray and pray and pray. And then he says this, I thank my God making mention of you always in my prayers. Hearing of what? Of your love and faith which you have toward the Lord and toward all the saints. I've heard how much you love Jesus. And how much because you love Jesus, you love the brethren. You love others. So beautiful here. That Paul is pointing out to us. I have heard of your love. And surely in South America, Central America... Wherever we travel the world, surely we want to hear. We've heard about Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs, the love and the faith that you have towards us. How much you really love the Lord and how much you really love us, the saints. That's really important. I get to see the pastors once a year in Central South America. So beautiful. Because I can only go once a year. And it's really neat when I get there, and I see all these pastors and their wives and their children. To me, it's just amazing that God is blessed and God is moving. And to be able to see these pastors moving forward, going forward, and how they pray for us and we pray for them, and to see the blessing of God, how I'm thankful to the Lord, especially when I hear of the love and the faith that they have toward Jesus Christ. And at the same time, toward all the saints. That they're praying for those in China. Praying for those in Thailand. Praying for those in India. Praying for Great Britain. Praying for Iraq. 
praying for the United States of America. So important that we come to that place as Paul here is teaching us how to really pray for people. And then verse 6 he says, And also that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Isn't that neat? Paul wants him to know of all the blessings we have in Christ Jesus. Look at the blessings God has given to you spiritually. Your faith, your salvation, your wife, your husband, your children, your home, your job, your bank account. Everything God has given to us physically. But how about spiritually? The demonstration Of his life through the love of Christ. Loving one another. And knowing that the sharing here is the word fellowship. Koinonia. That the fellowship of your faith may become effective or powerful. By the acknowledgement of every good thing. Which is in Christ Jesus. Our position in Christ. Not outside of Christ. But in Christ Jesus. And Notice verse 7. For we have great joy and consolation in your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed by you, brother. Wow. Imagine that. Here Paul says that the saints have been blessed because of Philemon's love for them. Hey, not only have I blessed you, but you've blessed us and all the saints. Because Philemon, your love is demonstrated as you've written to them. The joy and consolation in your love. Because of the hearts of the saints have been refreshed. Notice that by you. The word hearts here is in the Greek speaks. It denotes the seed of all human feelings. And then refresh. This comes from the Greek word. It's a military term. It means an army at rest from a march. You know they've been marching for hours. And they take a rest. And he says here, you've refreshed us. We're resting, getting refreshed because of you, brother. Philemon, you blow our minds, man, the way you have been a blessing to us and to the church. And then notice Paul's petition now for Oniphorus. Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you what is fitting, notice, yet, For love's sake, I rather appeal to you, being such a one as Paul, the old man, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Wow. This is Paul the Apostle. Notice Paul never wanted to lord it over the people. I'm not forcing you to do this, but I want you to listen to me. I'm an old man now in his 60s. And I know what I'm talking about, you know, Philemon. Listen to me. I do this because I love you. And I want you to know that I'm doing it by the authority of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'm not trying to be a Lord over your life. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. But I want you to think about what I'm going to tell you. So he says, yet in verse 9. For love's sake, I rather appeal to you being such a one as Paul, the aged and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. So here Paul has the authority to really do whatever he wants to do but he makes an appeal through love through love notice he makes his appeal for him to be forgiving 
You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We are in the middle of a series on God's love, and we wanted to bring Raul into the studio to give us some practical ways we can live out this truth as Christians. Raul, as we go through this love series, there may be people listening who might misunderstand what love is because the world talks a lot about love. From a biblical perspective, what exactly is love? You know, when the world talks about love, it's totally different. There are three types of love, agape, phileo, and eros. Mm. Eros is a physical love, attraction, my boyfriend, girlfriend. The one phileo is the one that's emotional. Talking about things, I start crying. But agape love is a love of God. It puts up with everything and anything. Because, you know, the perfect example, it's John three sixteen again. But also, look what Jesus did. When he came into the world, he came for one thing, to preach, to teach, and to heal. But most important, to die on the cross. Right. Dying on the cross, probably, it's really, um, the Romans love that as an execution. But for Jesus, kind of humbling. You imagine, I mean, he's, here's the king of kings, lord of lords, have an amazing death, and they put him on the cross. They know his hands, his feet. They put a crown of thorns on his head. That's love. Yeah. I mean, he didn't call upon anybody. He could have called the angels to come and wipe everybody out. But he said, Father, forgive them. Imagine, forgive them. I don't know if I could do that. But he did it for everybody. Whether they love him or not, he did it for everybody. Father, forgive them in order to give people opportunity to come to know his love and grace and mercy. Well, that is our hope. Thanks so much, Rolf, for helping us understand that. In just a short while, we'll tell you how you can get the entire series of messages on the love of God. But first, let's get back to more of today's lesson, The Character of Christian Love. Verse 11, who once was unprofitable, but to you, but now is profitable to you, and listen, and to me. Isn't that neat? What a beautiful picture of our lives. We used to be unprofitable, but now we're profitable. Notice that, what the gospel does, the power of regeneration, the power of prayer, the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the power of those that share their faith with somebody else, a drug addict, a drunkard, a murderer. And when they come to Jesus Christ because we were obedient to be able to share the gospel like Paul, or somehow Onesimus would have gone some other place, would have been destroyed for the rest of his life, and if ever caught, he would have been slain, killed. But God loved Onesimus so much that he led him to Paul, and Paul led him to the Lord, and then he was able to send him back to his master. And he said, Master, forgive your slave. And if he owes you anything, put it to my charge. Wow. Just like Christ. It's incredible. Look what he says. This is so neat. Verse 11. Who once was unprofitable, but now he is profitable to you and to me. I am sending him back to you. Notice that. You therefore receive him. That is with my own heart. Man, you know what the hardest thing is? It's that somebody has done you in and you have to take him back. No way. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. There's no way. Especially, can you imagine taking him back and having him live with you? He goes on to say, verse 13, Whom I wish to keep with me, but, notice, that on your behalf he might minister to me in my chains for the gospel. Notice that. Onesimus here was in jail with Paul. 
and had become a great help to me while I was here in prison. He helped me tremendously. He got saved and he became a real faithful servant to me. He helped me tremendously. I owe him so much. Verse 14. Without your consent, I wanted to do nothing. That your good deeds might not be by compulsion, as it were, but notice, voluntary. Notice that. On your own personal will. Notice that Paul here did not want to force things, but he wanted Philemon to have a willing heart to volunteer in serving the Lord. Listen, I don't want to push anything, but I want you to have it in your heart. To be able to do this. And that's so beautiful here. We should always, always serve the Lord with a willing heart. And that's what Paul is saying. Make sure you have a willing heart to do what you're going to do. Because I love Onesimus. And I love you too, Philemon. And now I'm sending back the servant back to you. Verse 15. For perhaps he departed for a while for this purpose. That you might receive him forever. Imagine that. Yes, you might have resentment in your heart. And you thought, if I ever catch that slave, I'm going to kill him. But now he finds out that that Paul led him to the Lord. And that he actually wants to ask for forgiveness. And now he can become a greater, of greater value to you. If you forgive him and if you receive him, he will bless you. And sometimes God can do that with people. Sometimes God can do that. Notice. For perhaps he departed for a while for this purpose that he might receive him forever. No longer as a slave. But now notice. But more than a slave now. A what? A beloved brother. A beloved brother in the Lord. Especially to me. But how much more to you. Both in the flesh and in the Lord. Notice. Before he was your slave. You commanded him, and you actually paid him. But now that when he comes back, why don't you just look at him as a brother? Don't be a respecter of persons in the equal basis. Imagine that. That's true Christianity. Not looking down on him, but he's on the same level now. We're both believers now in the Lord. We're brothers in the Lord. And then, verse 17 now, Paul's promise to Philemon. He says, if then... You, Philemon, count me, Paul, as a partner. Receive him as you would me. If I came to you, how would you receive me? And if you would receive me with a great open arms, a a big dinner for me, and everybody being there to love me, he says, the same way you would receive me, receive Osnesimus. I'm sending him to you. What a beautiful picture here of God's love and grace and mercy for all of us here. And then he said in verse 18, But if he has wronged you or owes you anything, I love this. Check this out. Put it on my account. How many can say that tonight? Oh, just put it. I'll pay for it. Don't worry about it. Put it to my account. Didn't Christ do that for us? Surely he did. He put it to his account. He took upon himself our sins and cleansed us and washed us from all sin. Paul says, listen, If he owes you anything, put it on my tab. And when I get there, I'll pay you. I'll pay you for him. Whatever it may be, I will do it for you. And then says, I, Paul, I am writing with my own hand. 
I will repay, not to mention to you that you owe me even your own self besides. And then Paul throws this in. And don't forget that you owe me something too. (laughs) So don't forget. And then verse 20. Yes, brother, let me have joy from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in the Lord. Notice how beautiful hearing of this total forgiveness that he has for Onesiris. He says, my joy will be so great when I hear that you have forgiven and forgotten everything you ever did. Having confidence in your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I say. I know your heart. I know you as a person, you know, Philemon. And I know you're going to go the extra mile and beyond that. What a beautiful lesson for all of us here tonight. To understand what Paul is saying here. Here Paul is talking about this real forgiveness that comes through the love of Christ. And number one, Paul says to him, he said, I want you to welcome Onesimus back. Notice, welcome him back. Not with a grudge, but willingly. And secondly, to permit Onesimus an additional task and ministry spiritually to let him do whatever he was doing. And even give him more responsibility now. And then to forgive any other who might have wronged Philemon, forgive them. Not just Onesimus, but forgive anybody who's come against you. Verse 22. But meanwhile, also, prepare a guest room for me. Paul says, I'm in jail, but I'm going to come and see you. I love Paul. Prepare a little guest room for me, for I trust that through your prayers, notice, I shall be granted to you. If you pray, God might be able to release me so I can come and see you. Paul's praying for people to what? To release him from prison. And then he says, Epaphrodus, he was from Colossae too, in Colossians 4.12, a minister of the church. My fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus greets you too. So he started throwing these guys in that send their greeting also to Philemon. And also does Mark. And Mark was the nephew of Barnabas. Remember Paul and him, they didn't get along in their first missionary journey, so they broke it up. But then at the end of his life, he called Mark back and says, I want you to come and work for me because I know you're profitable now. And so he calls him back. This is the guy that wrote the gospel of Mark too. And then also Demas. And remember Demas? Demas was a fellow Christian, but Demas also became what? Loving this present world, departed and backslipped from the Lord and never came back. Loving the present world, he went back and he became an apostate. Demas. There are those in the body of Christ that we love and we fellowship with. Some stay and some depart like Demas. You see, not everybody stays. There are some like Demas that walk with God and then they depart from God because of this present evil world. He said, and Luke, the one that wrote the gospel of Luke and also the book of Acts. He says, my fellow laborers, these are all the people that were with Paul, helping him and working with Paul. What a beautiful thing he shows us here of working in unity, working in harmony together in the gospel of Jesus Christ as brothers and sisters in the Lord. And then he always concludes like this, the grace of our Lord in Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And what does he say? So be it. He starts with grace and he ends with grace. And so shall we.
as you meditate on today's teaching, we hope you'll not only be encouraged by the reassurance of God's goodness in your trials, but also inspired by how Onesimus looked beyond his suffering to bless others. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to get a copy of today's lesson, we'll send it to you for a gift of $5 or more. Just call 800-634-9165 and ask for the lesson titled, The Character of Christian Love. To further strengthen your heart, we'd like to tell you about Roll's entire love series of 25 messages conveniently compiled on an MP3 flash drive. With each lesson, you'll learn more about the Lord's abundant mercy and compassion. You'll also see how sharing His love with others will fill you with eternal purpose. So get in touch with us today to order Roll's love series on MP3. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your thumb drive for a gift of $25 or more. Once again, that phone number is 800-634-9165. Our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This is a listener-supported ministry, and your tax-deductible donations help keep us on the air, and we're blessed by your partnership. Thanks for making us a part of your day today. Be sure and join us next time as we continue our focus on the Lord's mighty, saving love. We'll take a foundational look at why God sacrificed His only Son for our behalf, changing the course of our eternal future with this amazing gift. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.